With the magisters dispatched through clever means of Bartholomew and Brynir, the inn is now silent as morning comes. Vamok, Val, Cad, Luna, and Mick have returned and received Rolandir's note from Bartholomew, though to them his whereabouts are still unknown. Upstairs, Rolandir himself stirs, the surgeon sleeping soundly, and though your injuries are considerably better, as your lethal wound has been downgraded to a major wound, you are still suffering some adverse effects from those terrible injuries. From the room next to you, it doesn't sound like Morden has stirred. Where is Brynir this fine morning? I'm going to say he's still passed out at this point. He's trained himself to get up at a certain time, but it's having... Uh... He's run out of trees to chop. So. <laughs> With perfectly good chairs to throw and destroy. <laughs> With having an extreme toll put on his body over the last little bit, he is unable to follow that trend. So he probably would only wake if somebody were to come give him a nudge or if more time elapsed. Well, then downstairs in the basement... Luna is kind of peeking over at Val, who's holding this letter aloft for Vamok's vulture, Vakos, to read. And she's like, Otis? Who, who's Otis? Otis was one of those who came with me and Rolandir to this new world. On our first day here, he was written to by a strange creature. If Rolandir is to go the way of Otis, I do not think it would be... Very pleasant. Well, of course not. We, we can't allow that. He's one of the Godborn. We need him. Have they left already, Bartholomew? I do not believe so. Neither were awake when I got up this fine morning to make a meal for our journey. So, uh, no, I believe we're all still here. Though I do have some food for you all upstairs. Do you all like roast chicken? Wait, wait one second, Barty. I think it's best that we lay low. I don't think that we want our presence to be known to Magister Morden. Well, now that you bring that up, that that's actually a really good point. Now, really what happened is basically a bunch of magisters showed up. We got rid of most of them, but one fellow up there who seems to be rather mean goes by the name of Morden, though do not call him by his first name. He gets a little upset. He's not particularly happy to see Rolandir for such reason. I'm not really sure. He seems like a rather strict fellow, but uh, didn't seem that bad of a person. I don't think we have time to get into the, you know, the nitty-gritty politics of this whole thing, but it would be very bad for all of us to be in his clutches. Okay. Should I try to take care of this? He doesn't seem to mind me. I, I really think we kind of hit it off, to be honest. I think we had a nice rapport going on. He didn't drink my grandmammy's mulled wine. That was Bartholomew, really tragic. This, this is not a reflection on you. I genuinely find you a very charming human being. I do not think that Morden uh, would give you the time of day. Also, uh, wasn't Bartholomew... Under the effects of seeming, I assume that's worn off. Oh, yes. I, I can seeming him again, though, if need be. Well, okay, so actually, this this brings him, this this brings up a thing for them. He says, now, I do have one idea. While Mr. Morden appears to be somewhat of a fearsome fellow, I think his main strength is magic. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, intent, intent, intent. That's what y'all call it. Intent. Is that, uh, does that hold water? I, I feel like you all are more familiar with him than I am myself. Val just gives Bartholomew a look like, are you serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I do have a reason for asking. I'm just, is this, is this his main strength? I, I, yes. Because y'all remember that potion I used there in the cave with the keys falling? Well, I can get rid of the magic for a time. You just need me to be able to take him in that time. Physically, 
Uh, yeah, I, I told you, I will not fight. However, between me and Brynir, we got rid of six of them. Oh, honestly, between me and Brynir, we got rid of about five dozen of them, but six of them were a, a bit of a tougher sell. And then, you know, we have just this one, and I think, you know, he's he's by himself. He had a pretty mean-looking sword, but Brynir's got a pretty mean-looking axe. I mean, if you guys think you can, we might be able to do a little kerfuffle here. If, if let's theoretically say that we do a kerfuffle, uh, whatever you called it, uh, and, and it does go our way momentarily, what happens when he wakes up? Uh, nothing about waking up, nothing. It's, it's simple, people. <laughs> I put a couple of drops of this in his morning coffee, which I guarantee you he's going to want after that crazy rodeo show last night. A couple of drops of this in this morning coffee, no one will be able to cast magic in 10 feet of him. I, I can give you an hour against him, basically is what I'm saying. If y'all think it's worth the risk, honestly, like I said, he seemed like a strict man, and he didn't seem to like Rolandier. But beyond that, uh, he just seemed like an unpleasant fella, not necessarily an evil man. So if y'all think you can take him, I think I can get that for you. However, if not, it might be worth considering other options. Why don't we escape through the portal to another dimension? Is there a way, Luna, that we could get back beyond this portal? I mean, I could transport us all somewhere, but if Morden is still here, he'll detect it. He'll know, and he could follow us. Quite easily, I imagine. Do we think we can take him? Is it worth the risk? Cad cracks his knuckles and is like, as much as I would like a rematch with that bastard, I don't know. Neither do I. And what if it were to be a one-way trip? If we were to, as much as it pains me to say, burn down this room, that would get rid of the teleportation circle, and I imagine make it much harder for him to follow us. That's true. We'd have to retrieve Verlandir and Brynir, though, before that, evading his gaze all the while. In other words, we don't have much time. Look, I don't know what y'all want me to say, I just, we need to solve this problem somehow. Unless someone has a better option, I have no problem setting this place ablaze. I, I don't have a problem with destroying Z, and I think that, that if we do decide to leave, that is wise. But if we run, we will be running forever until we turn around to face him. Very well. What if instead of us running, it is Morden who runs? I, I like the sound of that, Vamok, but please do describe to me how you intend to make that happen. It is simple. We put him in the teleportation circle... And we send him wherever we please. That's a marvelous idea. That is not a bad idea. So, uh, are we running or are we staying? Whatever we're deciding, we have to do it now. How will we get him down here if we want to, you know, boot him out of existence? We would need some bait. Something that he could not resist. So that even if he were cautious, they reward in his mind without weigh any risk of treading into the teleportation circle. Cad's eyes slowly shift to Luna. So do Val's. <laughs> I mean, I could just tell him that you're here. Seems to like me well enough. Probably leave me. I, I won't press the point. <laughs> Alternatively, we could attempt to knock him out. Not me, but... Do y'all have a way just to keep him asleep? 
I mean, I've got a potion that'll keep him asleep, but uh, he didn't drink my mammy's mulled wine. I don't think he's going to drink that. Stinks like the high heavens. Takes 16 hours just to get the darn thing edible. I don't think he's going to drink anything we offer him. How wide is the teleportation circle? It's large. It's an, it's big enough for all of you to stand in a yeah decent-sized circle without being within arm's length of each other. If somebody were in the middle and they got pushed like 30 feet, would they be outside of the circle? Nope. If we blew up the bottom floor of the inn, would he fall into the circle? <laughs> yeah, where's his room, Ryan? <laughs> I mean, I guess statistically the entirety of the second floor would fall through the first and then down into the circle. Hey, that's not a bad idea. I said, let's freaking do it. <laughs> Set your charges. <laughs> Bartholomew pulls out a bottle that looks like there is lightning crackling inside and turns to everyone and he says, now I thought of a way that we might be able to get him down just now. I'm not wrong. Now this thing looks about bigger than really the end. And uh, if we could just have the whole thing fall down here, then I mean, heck, he'd go with it. If we're already content on abandoning my pride and joy... Rest in peace. Rest in what? Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Rest in peace. Then uh, it could work. Wait. So are you saying we collapse the inn into the teleportation circle? Yes. What about Rolandia? Weren't you supposed to bring a doctor? You did bring a doctor, didn't you? And Brynir, where's he? That doctor already left, friend. Brynir's probably snoozing. We should get some, yes. Well, let's think about it now. All we need is Rolandir outside, Big Bad Grumpy Boy inside, and everyone else in a way that they can make sure that it works. Because I'm going to guess we're going to have about 0.6 seconds before he wants to kill us all. Or less. Well, and who is sending him, and where are we sending him? Well, who can operate the circle aside from Luna? Well, anyone could. Really? Yes. I mean, these runes here, and he's pointing along the spine of one of these arches, these imbue the user with energy, with passion. They need only have grasp. They need to understand what they want and where to send it. Of course, sending someone to another plane, as Luna's done with you all, and I guess myself included, takes considerably more energy and a sustained effort at that. But... As long as one has a firm understanding of when and where they want to send someone, the circle should be quite easily utilized by anyone with a minor grasp of intent. Um, I, I know of a place, potentially. I, and I, we do not have time for further discussion. Val, you stay here with Bartholomew and operate the circle. The rest of us will try to get Brynjir and the Doctor if need be and Rolandia and evacuate. Allow me to go. I will dress and disguise myself as this magister here, just in case Morden comes out of his room prematurely. Smart. If anything, you could distract him. Keep him where he is while we get the others out. You know, if you do that, just be sure to mention that you sent the other five guys home. Uh, he might be wondering where they are. Perhaps we could use Luna to draw him away from Relandir. She could collapse the building. She seems quite capable. We would be evacuated. Morden would fall into the circle, and Val will whisk him away. No. I'm sorry, but I won't allow Luna to risk herself in that regard. She will be going with you outside. We we can inform Morden of her presence. That's fine. But I think I'll stay with Val and Bartholomew, and the three of us 
will operate the circle and collapse the tavern. I assume he kind of eyes Bartholomew in this crackling bottle. You have an inkling of an idea of how to do that. One of you two will need to, but it's a one-step process, so I think you're going to be okay. Very well. Val, if you can do the circle, I can take the tavern. Val nods. Cad just looks to everyone else and he's like, well then get the hell on with it, we don't have time for this. Mick already has a magister's clothes on. <laughs> and he's walking up. <laughs> and looks exactly like him, just in case that wasn't obvious. Mick, you are going to distract Morden, yes? If necessary, I wish to be undetected by him as I retrieve Rolandia and Brunier. But if I do happen to wake him up, yes, I will distract him. Very good. Come with me. And Vamok also heads up to where the rooms are. So we hastily go up to the second floor, um, well, uh, both floors, and very quietly I walk into first, I'm assuming, Rolandier's room. Well, actually, first will probably be Brynir. Brynir is out cold. I gently try to jostle Brynir awake. And I go, Brynir, oh, Brynir, wakey, wakey. Uh, Brynir stirs awake and seeing a magister on top of him, he's actually going to grip at the magister's throat. For the love, Brynir, it's me, I say quietly. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing in that uniform? What do you think, Brunier? A disguise. And I wink. No time to explain. Come with me and be quiet. Fine. Okay, we walk outside Brunier's door and I am going to... If you're trying to be quiet, I'm going to require stealth rolls from all of you. Oh, you bet you shall, baby. Okay, let's do this. Who? Uh, is Vamok there too? Yeah, but, but but he's not trying to be especially quiet. He's also not going towards uh, the room. So he stayed in the parlor? No, no, no. He's going to his own room. And you're not trying to be quiet? Uh, Vamok doesn't really care. And where's Barty? Barty's downstairs. Okay, Barty's staying downstairs. Okay, I got a 21 for stealth. And I hope that's good enough. And Brynir? 19. Nice. Okay. You reach Rolandier's room and you see him just stirring. The doctor passed out in one of the corners. Are they in the same room? Yes. Great. Brynir, I want you to gently awake the doctor and muffle his mouth just in case he's startled awake. Do you understand me? You're all back. Oh, jeez. Sorry. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Mick, I'm assuming that's you. What what are you all doing here? And he kind of just points to the room next to him and he mouths the words, Morden. (laughs) It's right there. We are well aware. Come with me. And with haste. We are leaving this place. He knows. I suspect he's enchanted the door. He probably already knows you're all here. And he kind of just rubs his, like, temples with his hand. Very well, we'll go quickly. And he's going to attempt to scuffle out of there as quickly as he can. Okay, uh, do we have to roll another stealth? No. Okay. Uh, what is Vamok doing as the others flee back down to the parlor? Uh, Vamok is going into his room and he's taking out the small chest that he obtained from the Grey Eyes estate. The one with the Magister's uniforms in it? Yeah, all that stuff. Okay. Will you get Val's cloak with the magic on it? <laughs> For my sake. Oh, Val's not wearing it? He took it off. Val sends a little message, be like, psst, I, I need my cloak, too. <laughs> While you're up there. Yeah, I'll, I'll sending Vamok real quick. be like, hey, will you get that cloak for me? No response. <laughs> <laughs> I send another sending, and I say, jerk. 
So as everyone then moves back to the parlor, Bartholomew, Val, and Cat are still downstairs. Bartholomew just turns to Val and Cat and says, How long y'all reckon we should wait? I mean, we didn't tell him to come back down here. I can send him a message and find out as soon as he's clear. Uh, that's, that's a good idea. Are the people in the parlor just staying in the parlor or are they, they going outside? We going outside. Okay. And, but Mick will be last to go outside to make sure that Brynir is out as well. As the group that's in the parlor is making their way outside, Brynir goes down into the basement to retrieve his, his great axe and his shield. Upon arriving down there, he just sees that... Uh, Bartholomew is actually explaining the exact same lightning in a bottle spell that I believe he had either Brynir or Landir try. I can't remember who. He's just talking to Cad and he says, Now what's really important here is you cannot swallow this. I cannot stress this enough. Your health will be in imminent danger again uh, if you decide to swallow this. In the mouth, point where you want, open the mouth, everything else is taken care of. Yes, yes, all right, all right. Brynja, what are you doing down here? Retrieving my things. I was told to tell you that they are ready. I'm not sure what that means, though. I've count to ten, and you should probably be outside by then. Fair enough. And while he's confused, he's just not questioning it. He was just like, whatever. And he grabs his great axe and his shield, and he starts heading out. Yeah, as Brynja sprints up the stairs then, when you get back into the parlor, a striking voice uh, startles you from the parlor stairs, saying, Oh, already up, are we? Yes, I don't like to sleep in. Hmm. Where's that barkeep, then? And my men? Oh, they're, they're helping him retrieve some food for breakfast. If you want to make yourself comfortable here, they, they will be right back up. I need to go finish chopping some wood. I'll be back. No, no, no. One moment, please. Uh, and then a giant bolt of lightning smashes through the floor, basically carving out the perimeter of the tavern. This all happens within like three seconds, where it's just boom into one corner, and then it rips around the edges, cutting it out, this inner perimeter, as then the first and second floors of the inn topple down on top of each other into the basement, where Cad, Val, and Bartholomew await. Would I be able to enter Rage and then bolt out the door? What a, it, I, I don't I don't think so. If you want to do a strength or dexterity saving throw to get out of this perimeter before it collapses, I'll allow that. And because of the suddenness, you'll have disadvantage, but because you were prepared, because you actually know you didn't know it was happening. So yes, you'll have disadvantage. Well, I didn't like that second roll, so I'm going to use Fanatical Focus. And he is going to re-roll that one. That one wasn't much better. That's a 20. As the floor collapses beneath you, you are able to leap from the edge, scrambling for the walls of, you know, this hole that has been formed from this enormous eruption of energy below you. You see the others standing just outside, and I am going to require a second dexterity saving throw for you to catch on to something. As the inn tumbles about 50 feet down into this hollowed out space beneath it. As you're grabbing for like roots and rocks and whatever pieces of shattered planks you can. As the whole thing collapses. Narrowly avoiding hitting you with these second obliterated floors. Uh, 15. You are able to grasp onto a bit of root and some shattered plank that is still surviving from the 
outside area of the inn as the floors collapse behind you. Down in the basement, Cad shields himself and Bartholomew as Val then has control of the circle. In about half a second, the inn will come crashing down into the circle itself. When Luna uses the thing, she like puts her hands on one of the stones, right? She does. Val will put his hands on the stones of the circle, as he has seen Luna do many, many times now. And he's going to focus very intensely on the place that he knows better than anywhere else in the entire world as he spent an eternity there. Um, the chamber that is just darkness with the anvil where he lived in the amber, hammering that, ha- that sword for an eternity. Time seems to slow as you just have this like heightened perception and awareness, almost making eye contact with the tumbling Morden amongst the tons of wood and stone that are crashing down around you. Because the inn is falling into the circle, it does end up destroying some of the sigildry and the circle itself, so you won't get as big of an intent bonus as you would, but you'll get a plus two to your roll. Okay. I rolled a natural 20 for a 39. Oh, what a freaking nat. And a 35 on my D100. Val is in the freaking zone. <laughs> yeah. I think Val is channeling a lot of his rage about having been in there for an eternity into this one moment. Yep. Yes. Uh, I, I don't even need to roll a D20 because I rolled a 31 <laughs> on my D100. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and... You see Morden's eyes go wide in this split second of rapt attention as then a shimmer interrupts this crashing cacophony of stone and wood that is raining down among you and then the entirety of the inn, debris and all, Morden and everything just blips and it's gone. (laughs) Woo! That's amazing. And there's now like a... uh, 60 foot deep crater a couple hundred feet across just where this basement is revealed. Brynir's hanging onto the edge. Everyone else is up above. Safe, but a little dusted from the explosion. Incredible. Mick would like to lift up Brynir if he can. That would be impressive strength right there. Brynir's a big dude. You betcha. I'm probably gonna yell to Vamak. No, Vamak isn't here. Yeah, he is. Okay, if he's not there, that means he just transported the amber with... Yeah, every, everybody was outside. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Vamak, a little help here? As I try to lift up Brynir. No need. And then Brynir pull, tries to pull himself up. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you manage to, with Mick's help, Cad removes himself from shielding Bartholomew the dwarf and looks between him and Val and, you know, you're all just covered in dust. And he's like, Oh, Vale's body, that was something. Good job. I, I, thank, th- thank you. Um, Val will sort of like very shakily remove his hands from the platform. I imagine this took quite a lot out of him. Oh yeah, you're, you're pretty instantly drained. And as the rest of this teleportation circle just falls apart, you know, these great stone pillars slowly slipping off each other and toppling to the ground. Cad just looks around in disbelief. He's like, where did you... Where did you send him? I sent him to a place where I have spent more time than anywhere else. Interesting. I think Val kind of, like, stumbles a little bit. Bartholomew's going to move up, um, and he's going to steady Val. 
He is, he's a concerned fun uncle. A funkle. Yeah. <laughs> Looks a little strange because the seeming's on there. And so the body movements don't actually match up with the actual No, no, her seeming's actually, I mean, his seeming's good. Val's seeming makes me look and act and, for all intents and purposes, be an actual fellish man. It's my seeming that makes it look like it's a really bad video game from the 90s. Is there, like, a way out of the collapsed building? I've got one. Flying. (laughs) 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 Hang on! Beautiful. Grab onto one arm each. Bartholomew turns to Val and he says, Now you're looking a little tired. I think it's best we get you up top quick here. Drink this. It'll get you up there in a jiffy. Feel like nothing. Cad, unfortunately, you and me are going to have to go the slow way. And you see Bartholomew. He turns to the side. He chugs something and he kind of bends over and sort of a piggyback <laughs> piggyback stance says, hop on, I gotcha. <laughs> and Cat is just like, no, thank you. And he just like, and reappears back at the top. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to have seen that, though. Does Bartholomew offer his back to Val then? Well, I've got- <laughs> he already offered the flying yeah, potion, I've got a potion to Val. I'll, I'll drink the potion. It forces you to fly in a, an airplane stance. Val will not be doing that. <laughs> no, it's it's part of the spell. Like That's you the can't, side effect. You don't have a choice. <laughs> but no, nah, yeah. Yeah. Val will drink the, the potion, the fly potion, and get up to the top. Bartholomew looks thoroughly put out that Cad decided not to use his back as the means of transport. And he starts walking up the side of this wall leisurely. Like nothing was like, like he was just walking on the ground until he gets to the top and he's fine. With everyone assembled at the top, you know, catching your breath. Uh, the surgeon of all people looks the most shaken, I'd say. I forgot about it. You know, clutching his doctor's bag to his chest, hyperventilating. Uh, Rolander actually looks at him and he says, Doctor, are you needed at all for anything more on myself? Am I good just with rest? He reaches a shaky hand into his bag and gives you a small vial. and is like, just drink this a couple times a day until it's gone. Rolander takes it very well. Then I suggest you leave. And he just points toward Bastion. (laughs) And he turns and he just does a brisk jog down the path to the main road and off toward Bastion. Cad does look around. He's like, that noise will have attracted someone. This isn't the busiest of roads, but we shouldn't stay here is what I'm trying to say. Where should we go? My thoughts exactly. What's your next lead? If I could suggest, do we want to get out of a place where there's a religious order of crazy people trying to kill y'all? Because that seems like a good start. Is there a place that doesn't have that? Theoretically, yes. It's just a a great deal of travel. What do you have in mind? I don't know. I don't know what our next lead is or what would be the safest place to begin to pursue it, but perhaps one of you does? We should go somewhere where there is somebody very skilled with Imbuement and artificery. We spoke of this some days ago, but we need better tools, such as this blade, Imin, that you carry. And as it stands, we cannot reach any of the ethereals nor the aspects without a new circle to teleport. Well, I'm not sure what you know of how much time I've spent amongst the kin equivalent of this place, but unfortunately, the place you speak of, Amok, is the very heart of where these magisters reside. 
And that is the university at Mainstay. If we need a place to operate from, it would take some time to travel there. But my people, the Liku, have no obligations to the Church of the Ten Trues. Well, either way, it's a lot of travel. Demlik or Mainstay, whatever you choose. I will vote for Mainstay. High risk, high reward. If we are not willing to risk something, I doubt we are going to win this fight. But I am but one among this group. Luna will raise her hand and say, I also think going to Mainstay would be best. If anything, it might actually be easier to just hide in plain sight. Do we know of a way to uh, minimize or go undetected with our intent? I imagine that just being in the university itself will be a shield enough with as many students of intent there are. Though I can't say for certain I've never been. My vote is in alignment with the others. I think we should go to Mainstay. I think we should as well. And why walk when we can glide? I, I have a, a, a spell that I can cast. However we get there, we should go by ordinary means. If we arrive by intense, that will only trigger an alarm of our presence. I agree with Val. And Bartholomew pulls on the straps of his backpack and he looks at everyone and he says, Well, it's like my grandpappy always said. The first step in the journey hurts the least and the last one takes the longest. So let's get moving. And he starts walking (laughs) in the wrong direction. (laughs) Yes.